And we go live in three, two, one. Roll the footage. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Simon Severino, your host. And today we have the principal of Wakeman Consulting Group. He's known for his famous saying, discounts are for dummies. And we will dive deep into why proper marketing is the key to profitability, why most strategies aren't strategies, and why proper pricing matters. Welcome, everybody, Dave Wakeman. Oh, this is great. I should, everybody should have clapping when they come in the room. It's awesome. Yeah, isn't it? We should have buttons like in our kitchen, at the dinner table, everywhere. I'm with you. <laughs> Dave, what are you currently creating? Well, right now I am building a new uh, pricing course called Set the Right Effing Price. <laughs> and it is, uh, you know, it covers the idea that pricing is marketing's MVP moment. It talks about pricing being a tangible process that has a tangible outcome. And I did it just because there's so much bad uh, advice around, park, uh, around pricing. I like to say that the people who have the loudest voice, I call them the denizens of discounts. And they are morons. So I, I had to fight back because for some, re some way, shape, or form, pricing has become something I've been fascinated with. And it just helps you make more money, which I think you understand as well. Yes, absolutely. And yeah, let's let's bring on the fight. So what are the key <laughs> key misinformation moments from your perspective? So the biggest <laughs> there's so many, but the biggest one that I end up fighting all the time is the idea that the that discounts come at no cost. Discounts are destructive in so many ways. I'll give you three of them right off the bat though. The first they destroy your brand equity. Number two, they destroy your profit, right? So for every 1% in price that you discount, you typically lose between 10% and 40% of your profit. And then the third reason that misconception about pricing is that like you have to make it up, right? That there's no way that you can do research. There's no way that you can possibly set uh, better pricing that the market's just gonna wave its magic hand and everything's gonna be fine. And all of those are wrong and all of those are causing people to make less money than they should. And you say profitability starts actually with proper marketing. Can you unpack that? Correct. Well, I practice marketing from the point of view of you do strategy before tactics. Everything follows this, you know, pretty clear path, right? You start with research. So you understand what the market looks like, understand what people want and need. You follow it up with strategy. So you do segmenting, targeting, positioning, and then you follow tactics, right? And if you, most marketers are failing and you know this goes into the pricing because they start at the end, right? They start with that marketing mix, the four P's, product, price, place, and promotion, without any consideration going to what the market looks like, what people want or need, what people are willing to buy, what their value, right? Or understanding what their goals and objectives are. This is something that I also observe and then people go, oh, what should be my price? Let's see what competitors are doing, which is probably the only wrong answer to that question. <laughs> there might be many <laughs> right answers, but the only wrong one is just to do what everybody else is doing. That is absolutely correct. The 
I actually had a college professor call me up the other day, wanted me to speak to his class on pricing. And he said, oh, I'm working, talking with this, these people and I'm like, helping them advise them on better way to do research around their pricing. And he goes, well, first thing we're doing is we're looking at all the pricing of all the other comparable businesses in the area. And I go, let me stop you right there because that is the wrong place to start because what they charge is irrelevant to what people will pay for you. The only thing that matters is what's going on in people's head. It's all about perception and you should be managing your perception because your price is your price. Let them be numpties and, and price however they want to. But if you put garbage in, you get garbage out. And that's usually what comparing your prices to somebody else's is without any um, understanding of their strategy, of their profit margin, of you know the demands that are being placed on their business is ridiculous. You just can't do it effectively. That's exactly the difference, right, between strategic thinkers and um, let's say product people or other people. But the, the strategic thinker uh, says exactly what you have just said. It's what is the perceived value and mm -hmm. what is the angle that we come from, the benefits that we bring and um, how, yeah. how can we uh, transcribe that into a number. And, and, and you say, hey, most strategies are not even strategies. So what is a strategy? What is not? Well, I learned strategy from, from a couple people, right? And probably most effectively from Roger Martin, who used to be the dean of the Rotman School of Management in Toronto. And Roger is this fantastic strategic te teacher and thinker. And he said, it's the answer to two questions. It's where will you compete and how you will win? To go a little deeper, though, most people don't understand what business they're in, right? They don't understand the value they create for their customer. They don't know who exactly their buyer is. And then they don't have any idea how they're going to reach the, the customer, you know, the buyer. So most strategies fail because they start out as a wish list, right, of different things they hope to achieve or different, like, things that everybody else is doing or, you know, hopes and dreams that a business might have. But nothing says... This is the market we're going to play in. This is the, the segment that we're going to focus on. This is our position in the market. This is how we're going to price, how we're going to promote, what the product's going to look like, and how we're going to reach these people. That's as simple as I can make strategy for people. You remember his, his older model. I liked the older model even better, but it was a little bit too complicated for mass adoption, but I loved it. Mm -hmm. He had this this like downward funnel where he would mm -hmm. say, this is what you don't know and have to find out is your hypothesis. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then there is something that sometimes you know and sometimes you don't. That's your heuristic. And then he had, this is where you really know every time this happens. This is the answer. That's your, I think he called it algorithm level. And so you are always okay. moving from not knowing to slightly knowing to really knowing and you have to play on all the three levels, yeah. which is so strong. But I don't see many people applying that because no. people often go for the simplistic answers. Of course. And the model that he uses now, I think he talks about a grand ambition, which I think is really good because the thing is, is why should somebody do business with you, right? Why should somebody do business with Dave or Simon if there's not some sort of like real wow factor in what we're going to do for people because if not why pay the um you know 
I think both of us, we charge a fairly um, a, a fair premium on our services. So why pay the premium if there's not some kind of wow factor involved, if there's not some distinction, right? If there's not some point of differentiation where you're going to get a radically different result but from working with us. Because if not, I mean, there's tons and tons of people who can come up with like a, a uh, half-baked strategy for you. I mean, they're a dime a dozen, right? And there's a million people that can give you bad pricing and marketing strategy advice. So why pay the premium if you're not going to get something, if there's not a difference, if there's not some kind of ambition to the work you're doing or some wow factor, something that overwhelms people's reluctance to work with you? So I get asked a lot and I'm curious what, what your answer is. Simon, how do I know if I have the right price? Okay, so the thing about this is, and this is uh, in the upcoming course, uh, set the right effing price. It, we're going to talk about this because there is not necessarily, at least to me, one right price at all moments. It is both an art and a science. And what I try to teach people and convince people of all the time is setting price based on value. So that means if I'm working with a Fortune 500 company, the value they achieve from working with me may be way different than it is if I'm working with a small business. But does that mean I should charge the same price to everybody? No. It means that I should charge based on the value that I create for the customers that I'm serving there. So if a business is going to make a billion dollars from working with me, it's completely reasonable for me to charge a lot more money than if it's a small business that's only going to gain $100,000. And, you know, and that's the way I try to explain it to people, which is that you have to be comfortable with the idea that everybody values what you're doing differently and that the price should reflect the value that you are creating for that customer. And is that 100 percent? No, no, because there's certain instances that you do have to set a price, right? If your product or service, I mean, you know, is kind of um, standardized, then you do work to create a you know, standard price. But you can find out what that right price is by doing some research, right? Experimentation. Um, you know, you can use the Van Westendorp model. You can use all kinds of different things to figure out and test your price, right? And you can bundle things to increase the value. You know, so there's, for me, there's not a one size fits all approach to pricing. It is a little bit that I push people towards value based pricing. And then I help them understand where they can do research in case there's for, you know, there's products or services that are standardized that they probably should have a, a set price for. Thank you. And I'm super curious who you pick for the strategy award. So you can pick one person where oh. everybody's zigging. This person is zagging. But from your perspective, they're doing the right thing. Who do you pick? Look, I'm going to take a poetic license here, if I can be so bold. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to nominate three people. And these are three people that I really um, I, I think very highly of. The first one is a, a woman called Amy Keene, who is based in, all three of them actually are based in the UK. So Amy Keene, um, she is zigging and zagging because she's teaching women how to become more empowered, how to get their voices out there, how to, um, you know, stand up for their ideas, how to generate business for themselves, how to create opportunities. And she's fantastic. Uh, she created this uh, product line last Christmas that I got for some of the stuff for my wife um, about giving zero fucks if I can cuss on your podcast. You and they, they were awesome. And like the package that she sent them in was amazing. And it had like little like uh, confetti and glitter and everything. And it was like so cool to get the package. Uh, so Amy is amazing. 
The second one I'm going to offer up is Giles Edwards. And Giles is the owner, or he's one of the owners, one of the founders of an ad agency in London called Gasp. And he's great because he has turned the idea of, you know, what you can do with books on its head, right? So he's uh, helped a guy called Ryan Wallman create a couple different books. They're working on a new one called How Brands Blow. Uh, he's also worked with people on a, a children's book called Adele Writes an Ad, which is great. Uh, and he is really, really keen on focusing on helping people understand outcomes in their advertising and how advertising is an expression of their strategy, not just something that you tack on or something that's an afterthought or even something that leads the way. And so Giles is great and he hosts a uh, great podcast called Call to Action. And then the final one is a young a young woman called Zoe Scamen. And Zoe's really big on Web Web three, I believe we call this. Mm. And she is a uh, really great strategist. Uh, she is a forward thinker. Uh, she we had a conversation on my podcast, The Business of Fun, a while back, and she helped me rethink some of the some of my ideas. So she was she's really great. She's kind of very focused on what's next, right? And she helped me frame like some of the things where I'm like looking back for where ideas are coming from and going, well, I'm not really looking backwards, I'm looking forward. And that was a really big change for me because I was like going, God, it's just so I can get people to do the basics. And she's like, going, it's not really the basics you're looking at, you're looking completely forward, but you're grounded in the basics. So those three people, uh, Giles, Zoe and Amy are awesome. And you should check them all, all three of them out. I love it. Thank you. And especially the third one makes me curious. So what is Web3 for you and how how are you positioning yourself in terms of your strategy for that? I'm still figuring it out. I know that we talked about it when you were on my podcast. We talked about the uh, blockchain and NFTs and some of the cryptocurrencies, you know, and that's been pro probably the way that I've understood it the most uh, since we talked. I've been investigating, I think it's socios.com, who power a lot of the fan engagement for sports teams. I've invested in their, I think it's called Chills, which is their, Chilis, um, yep. their cryptocurrency. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I've been paying attention to that. I'm still figuring it out, right? I, um, I'm playing around with some investment in some cryptocurrency. I have a wallet, the whole deal. I'm still trying to, I'm still learning, right? So I don't have the exact answer for that, but I'm still investigating. And I guess probably the best answer I can give to you and your audience is that um, my strategy and um, under, you know, understanding what, what it is and how it'll apply to what I try to do. I love it. And so I, I always ask three books where you take inspiration from. Are there any particular yeah. that you would promote? Oh, this is where I, I said I had visuals. So I've got visuals for you. Um, first, what I'm reading right now is really fascinating because I've become a really big soccer fan. Uh, the Barcelona Inheritance by Jonathan Wilson. I think he mm. won the Sports Writer of the Year last night, but that's not one I would recommend. I'm going to give you three, though. The first one is like a classic. It's, um, there we go, The Effective Executive by Peter Drucker. And, you know, it talks about just understanding how to set a direction for yourself, how to manage the, the right things and not just manage things. Um, you know, it, it's been around for 60 years or, or so for a reason. You know, it's really focused on helping you get the right things done. It's been, um, I revisit it about once a year just because it's easy to get distracted. It's easy to have your attention pulled in a hundred different ways. So that's the first one. The second one is one that I've 
I think it just hit its 10th anniversary. It's How Brands Grow. It's by a guy called Byron Sharp. And it is uh, looks at marketing through the lens of science. So it's very heavily researched, uh, a lot of empirical data. Do I uh, agree with everything? Probably not, but there's some really, really fascinating things like the importance of distinctiveness of your brand, uh, you know, the power of, you know, does position really matter? Should you target uh, segments or the whole market? All kinds of like really, really cool things. So how brands grow is the second one. And then this one just came out and it's, um, it got me started down the path of value-based fees and it's called value-based fees and it's by a guy called alan weiss it's the third edition it is um really really focused on people who are um, selling professional services but some of the ideas around discounts or you know thinking about value are incredibly helpful it is worth the investment of time and money to get that book and it it, it opened up a door to just all kinds of really like interesting pricing experiments uh, price learning, just everything to me. It was you know, kind of a foundational text for me. Wow, great book. Gonna check that. If if it makes you even bullish and you are a pro on that, I'm gonna read that. <laughs> so I'm curious, looking forward uh, with your activities, what, what excites mm -hmm. you right now? You know, it would, I guess it's probably bad to say, but it, It'll, or I don't want it to come off as bad, but it, it, you have to be excited about what the future ha holds because there's so many changes and change is scary for people, but at the same time, out of change comes oppor opportunity. Uh, there is a, you know, volatility plus recovery equals innovation is a formula that I share with people a lot. And, you know, you you know, thankfully, these pandemics are only once every hundred years so far. But the thing is, like, there's a lot of um, it offers a great opportunity for everybody to rethink their lives, to rethink their businesses, to rethink how they engage with the world. To me, that's exciting because I felt that we were at a point as a society where we probably needed to rethink some of the things we were doing. Right. Because, I, you know, our dialogue had become corrosive our way of dealing with people maybe always wasn't as um positive or as like warm as it should have been um you know we probably took things for granted a little bit so i'm i'm excited about what the future holds because i'm hoping that there'll be a after we are finally away from the pandemic that there will be uh, people will have reflected and there will be some positive changes that become you know, that come out of this thing as bad as it's been for so many people absolutely and is there anything where you changed your mind about recently? Well, um, I think this probably builds off of the last, <laughs> the last answer. I, I, I have changed my mind a, a lot, right? And I think that's one of the cool things about if you are open to continually learning is that you find yourself changing your mind a lot. Um, one thing that I have um, really found myself changing my mind about recently is how willing people are to change because as excited as i am about change i understand how reluctant people are and how afraid of change people are and I, I would have thought that people would have been more willing and more able to embrace change when it was you know kind of slapping them in the face but unfortunately you don't always see that and so i've changed my mind about the willingness and the ability for people to uh, 
just change because it's the right thing to do at the right time. People need a little bit more leadership. They need a little bit more encouragement. They, they really just need somebody to help them overcome the fear and isolation that change seems to bring on a lot of people, right? Because nobody talks about change nearly enough. We think change is this big, scary thing, as opposed to this constant partner that we have. I was thinking about that. There is somebody that I really follow and study who is Katie Woods, uh, Wood or Woods from ARK, uh, from the ARK Investment Fund. And okay. she's so accurate about describing the future and she's getting so so much hate for that because it seems that people you know they start hating the messenger instead of saying all right if this is it thanks you for telling me how can i prepare myself how can i use the wind that's coming yeah. instead they start shouting at the wind and whoever talks about the wind mm -hmm. yeah how how do you understand this why why is is this the case I think it's a, you know, I think it's almost a simple answer to say it's an is a byproduct of evolution, right? Because when we were kid or when we were not kids, we were, we were like way way back when our ancestors, you know, survival was not guaranteed, right? Survival is not guaranteed now, but you know, you know, like animal, what was it, saber tooth tigers and things like this is the way I would describe it. You know, you had to be really conscious of the dangers around you, and so we've never really weeded out that, you know go into the grocery store or like changing jobs it's not the same as getting attacked by a dinosaur or a saber-toothed tiger and, and so some of it's evolutionary some of it's conditioned right because we have people who are always telling us like going you got to be cautious right because think of all the bad things that could happen but what about on the flip side what are all the good things that could happen by creating change and you know and sometimes it's structural right because a lot of the challenges i see right now are there have been systemic issues that have been built into the systems that we have in throughout society and the people who feel like they stand to lose because of changes in you know uh, economic changes or societal changes they don't want that to change because they're probably pretty cool with the way things were and so it's some combination of those things or there's just complete ignorance right and i think i shouldn't leave that one out there is people don't realize that there's, you know, that their change needs to happen, you know, and I think those one of those four things is usually what drives people to be afraid of change or be reluctant to change or just try to fight it at all costs. If people want to find out more about pricing, about marketing, about strategy, where can they find you? Uh, I would tell them to go one of three places. Visit my website. That's DaveWakeman.com. You can follow me on Twitter. That's at Dave underscore Wakeman, or you can connect with me on LinkedIn. You just Google me or like put me in the search box, Dave Wakeman, and you will find me. You can find all kinds of stuff uh, about me. So I was discussing with a friend. Almost too much, Simon. No, almost it's great. I, because you say Twitter, I was discussing with a friend lately. Hey, is your Twitter feed also everybody with laser eyes and nobody has his face anymore everybody is a an animal or an nft and has laser eyes or is it just my bubble and my friend goes no it's just your bubble simon for me twitter is still normal i just see people with laser eyes so am, am i in a rabbit hole 
I, maybe because I, I, you know, there, there's me, my, my, my avatar is uh, me holding up a bottle of champagne with a blocker charge t-shirt on. So it's, uh, I feel like it gives everybody like the full, what you're going to get. It's like, um, definitely not low energy. Uh, you know, so most of the people I see still uh, have their face there. I do see some of the laser eyed animals. Um, and I look at them and I'm like, well, what in the world is this? This is a little crazy to me. So, I, so maybe it's your bubble. I'm going to stick yeah. with, I'm going to stick with your friend. It's your bubble. Yeah. 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 I'm with the crazy guys right now. So thank you so much, Dave Wakeman, everybody. Thank you for sharing your journey, your wisdom with us, your cool books. One I have just ordered. And um, yes, please come back soon. Oh, thank you. Keep rolling. Oh, no, one more question. Who should be my next guest? Oh, well, that's great because I did have, I mentioned Giles and Ryan earlier on, and they are launching their new book called How Brands Blow. Uh, and it's about marketing and branding. And I think you should have those guys on because I've had both of them on uh, my podcast. Uh, they bring a unique focus on strategy, marketing, and advertising. And it's not going to be cookie cutter and it's not going to be, um, you know, just the normal run of the mill, like, oh yeah, this, you got to be, have a social media strategy or what you're doing on Facebook and SEO is the only thing that matters. Uh, I would nominate either one or both of them together uh, to be your next guest. Thank you so much, Dave. Dave Wakeman, everybody check him out. Keep rolling, Dave. Thank you. Thank you. You do the same. Avoid trying to do thousands of things that doesn't work. We have 274 templates for your business success. Reach your ambitious goals with one-on-one -on -one sprint coach. We double your revenue in 90 days.